Welcome to the Skin and Shed podcast brought to you by River Legend Outfitters and Native Sense. Man, talking about snow. Go get some snow down here in the south. We don't get that. People you're, lost their mind. You, you're, as far, if, it, if it sleets, people forget how to do absolutely anything. Oh, they I, shut down. Oh, it's game over. I remember it snowed twice one deer season in my life. That was, what, like five years ago? It snowed twice in one deer. snowed in, like, December and then January. Like, end of December. No, 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 no. It, it snowed, like, middle of January, and then again, like, two weeks later, in the end of January, it snowed. And I was like, it's the end of the world. It snowed, I think, the last time I can remember. I was in high school, which was that's still, like, three years ago. Yeah, but yeah it, baby. But it, uh, it was on Christmas morning. I never hunted at Mom and Daddy's. I would get up and slip. Well, everybody's still asleep. I got up and went slipping. And realistically, it was like six, seven years ago. I got up and started slipping. Slept in late. Pulled the... I just had chip cameras back in. I had no money. Still ain't got no money. Right. Pulled a chip. Freaking giant standing there. I've never seen him before. Only time I ever had a deer on camera. But I just... I've never let that down. So James Spann is talking as of 33 minutes ago. Monday night update. Temperatures should be below freezing in Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, and Gaston by 9 p.m. So within the hour, Tuscaloosa is going to be below freezing. That's three hours north. It's me and you in 68 t- degrees me, down here. Me and you in T-shirts. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, it, it better do a whole lot of wind picking up to get below freezing down here within the next four or five hours. The weatherman's always right, man. News, oh, you got to believe the news. It's going gonna, it's gonna to freeze. They done shut schools down for a what, tomorrow, the whole school system down. Yeah. Tomorrow, Mobile County schools closed. Ain't that wild? It's 68 degrees, and they shutting down schools. So That's pitiful. On the conspiracy side, I was listening to a guy the other night on a uh, little podcast, and he was talking about how the government has planted this polar vortex and all with uh, some kind of crap they dumped into the atmosphere. I was like, you know, that could be true. Could be. Why, what else makes sense? We got south winds blowing hot air out of the Gulf. How the heck is it freezing to snow three hours north when it's 68, almost 70 degrees here, and it's snowing two, three hours north? It don't make no sense. No wind. When was the last time you saw it get this cold without no wind? Look, I'm whatever. I'm off on whatever you just said. I, you have no backup for me on I don't know. I oh, just, I got it gets cold, it happens. Yeah. It's weird though. Oh yeah, it's, absolutely. Like it's it literally has been hot. Yeah, hot. I was sweating today. Yep. Oh, oh I was talking to a buddy of mine out in Kansas. I went and hunted with uh, back in November. He said it was negative. I think it was negative nine degrees in Topeka this morning when he left headed to Reno to a trade show. I was like, that's that's surviving temps. Like I've always wanted to live in the Midwest, like Kansas or Nebraska or Wyoming, even. But then you talk to them folks, and it's like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know about all that. I, I seen what you put. You talking about the cold surviving and stuff like that. I seen what you put on Facebook this morning. And it hurt my brain trying to read. <laughs> Try, will you say that? What you type real quick? <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? That's what the world's gonna be like. Y'all don't forget, it's gonna be super cold tonight. But we gotta charge all these electric cars, so. Don't run your heater. Turn your water heater off. If, you, if you're running more than one light bulb and six candles, we're going to write you a ticket because we got to save the grid. 
It don't make no sense, but that's where the world's headed, ain't it? Electric cars and green energy. And you remember when Houston had that freeze a couple of years ago, killed all them people. Killed you remember them? that? No, yeah, killed people. That. Yeah, it was all over the news. Killed all them folks from getting cold. Yeah, it had a blizzard or something in Houston, and uh, it like it it was breaking power lines in half. They were weighing down with the ice and breaking. Folks were freezing to death in Houston. But it's because they had went to natural gas and got rid of coal. They didn't have coal-fired steam plants no more. They had some natural gas or something. There was a big fiasco about it. I, I had I don't remember all of it from way back then. But yeah, that's crazy. I sure didn't know that. Twenty twenty-four, and we got to worry about turning our heater on. We should be flying in cars by now. I really thought that. Could I figured you, that's when the rapture would happen. Could you? Could I you imagine I when they got a car flying? It's the end. Mm-hmm. We won't. We ain't nowhere close. I we can't know. even figure out what gender we are, let I alone do. fly a car. Dude, I think. Could that's you imagine what how close? I could, really. <laughs> could you imagine being able to deer hunt with a flying car? Oh man, we got drones. Yeah, but yeah, you, you can't you fly. You knocking on, on the door, not legally. But when has that stopped anything? Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we gonna be honest, we talking like we got some. You know here. how many food plots that you ain't stopped. You nothing. know how many food plots you could hunt with a flying car? Good God Almighty! You could check every one of them every twenty minutes. Just zoom over the top, see what's in there. Ain't that wild? Especially in thermal drones. Ooh. Speaking of thermals, about? you got mine up here, don't you? I, oh yeah. Or did you sell it today while you, I hadn't? You paid for it, and fella come in here and offered me $150 for it, and I let it ride. God almighty, folks. I don't doubt it. I, I apologize. Maybe in other stores, you like pushing so much and on their billboard and stuff oh. like that. They can get you one. I mean, uh, you paid for it. But oh, <laughs> I get your money back one day. That's deep. No, and I, here I, I was thinking about moving the headquarters up here in your kitchen. No, I, I got, that's going to happen. I, uh, I got you on that, Gus. I'll, uh, I'll cite it. The best way to cite them rigs in is get you a hot hands. Especially like when it's going to be good and cold tomorrow and get your big piece of cardboard mm-hmm. and duct tape that hot hands to it where the hot hands are showing. And that's the easiest way to... Uh, I'm probably not even going to put it on a gun. I'll probably just use it as a handheld. Yeah, it literally, the scopes are cheaper than handhelds. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what I was showing you on that. Yep, I'd probably use it as a handheld. I probably would never put it on a gun. I don't have a gun with a Picatinny rail to begin with. Not one. I'd have to try to through bolt it and set, uh, set screws and all that mess with it, but... I'm gonna probably use it as a handheld. It's cheaper than a handheld. Yeah, it ought to be just as good. It it does good. I've looked through both of them. That's no issue. I'm gonna bust some hogs here for long with it. We use them. We use them handhelds, coon hunting, and everything. Just trying mm-hmm. to find them in the top. Well, summertime is when it's the most beneficial. I mean, it, it obviously you can't a lot see of up there in that tree. Yep. Yeah, you know, competition hunting. You only got X amount of time, and I think it used to be like six. It's six or eight minutes at the tree to find your coon. Instead of summertime, you're just beating around the whole thing. You, all you got to do now is, all right, he's very top, midway, whatever. But you got to make his eyes look down. So it beats your time of trying to find the coon and just you can focus. All right, he's right here on this limb. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, if I ever do like a private invitation hunt or something like that, I'll probably do it. You can score with a thermal or something like that. That mm-hmm. way true coon dogs ain't going to be. The only thing – that hurts that is if you got a den tree and you just see like a leg sticking out, tail sticking out, you got a very, is it a possum? Is it a coon? Right. That's the only thing that would hurt that. Yeah. So. I can see that. I wonder how easy it would be or hard it would be to locate turkeys on a roost with a thermal. 
because I told, <laughs> they come in the other day talking about shining and this and this. So you can't do it with turkey. I said, oh, yeah, them little old bitty eyes, they don't shine good. So, but you go roosting and take that thermal about 12 o'clock. Yeah. And that magnum. Get him down. <laughs> I said, bud, I, it's a good thing I'm not young and retarded still. Well, I am, but just not two years younger and still retarded. Because I'm telling you, it, you could just put prick. I'm going to start an OnlyFans, but it's me shining. Yeah. Do you think? You know, so this is something that's interesting. You know that it's not considered against the law in the state of Kansas to shine your headlights across the field and look at that, look at wildlife, or look at wildlife. It's not considered harassment of wildlife. In Alabama, it's considered harassment of wildlife. You can get a ticket for that. Here's a here's a deep thought question for real. <laughs> since since we're on the subject of deer by you know headlights and stuff, yeah. Why do you at certain times, certain places? Why do these deer prefer grass beside highways and stuff? Because there's so many hunters. There's got to be plenty of feed in them woods and grass patches and stuff. Why are they by the road? So I have a theory on this, and I've had it for a long time. What heats up when the sun shines on it? Pavement. What don't heat up when the sun shines on it? Foliage under your natural forest cover. Your canopy. Your stuff that I think I think personally, the stuff in the woods is covered with canopy cover. When it gets cold and it's terminated and it's gone, stuff out there on the side of that highway not only gets that added heat from that asphalt that's warming up all day long and keeping that, that ground around it warm, I think it helps grow some of that stuff and keep it growing throughout the year versus stuff that would be in the woods covered in shade. Now, I could be totally wrong. It's just something I've always thought about. Like That was kind of my CWD argument with the state back several years ago. They are talking about bringing in CWD through deer pee and all. And I was like, well, you might as well put a steam cleaning truck, truck wash or something on state lines at every entry because God knows you ain't never seen a deer get hit on a major highway by a truck or a car. Well, they're scattering all that blood and guts and everything dropping it along the way and you know god knows you've never seen it rain in alabama on i-65 or 59 or i-10 anywhere you never seen it rain on the interstate either to wash all that stuff out from one of those trucks and you sure ain't never seen no deer feeding on the side of the interstate so it would only make sense if you're really wanting to try to keep this out of the state you'd want to wash these trucks in cars before they come in the state if that was really that big of a deal. You'd want to get it out from under there before they brought it in. Why are they pushing pushing that like they are? I don't know. It's very weird. A lot of people take politics to it and they say it's very liberal liberal ideology and this and that and I'm I'm not sure exactly why they're pushing it the way they are. Uh you can't get a clear answer out of them other than we don't know if people can get it, but yet nobody has ever gotten it over the millions of years that we've been here eating deer meat. Nobody. Yeah. Not I, one I'm case. Out, I'm out on people getting it. Mm-hmm. People's dumb enough without having to eat a deer and catch C W D. Right. C W D ain't gonna hurt nobody. Right. I don't think it would. I don't think it's transferable. Personally, I don't know the science behind it, but I don't think that after all of these years of Native Americans eating deer and buffalo and elk and antelope, they've never had CWD. But they're also 
we probably didn't ever know it existed until the 60s when they first discovered it because we didn't have a big population of deer either. Right. Now we got an overpopulation, overabundance of deer across the whole country. Well, it's a little more prevalent. Something I was going to ask. What is this? A lot of people have been sending me pictures asking me, is this deer okay to eat? Is this? I just, I figured you'd have a couple answers on that because I don't really know. People will kill a deer with a tumor, like on their chest or a tumor down on a deer's I leg eat it. or something. Just because I'm weird like that, I wouldn't eat that deer that was sick like that. I killed a. Uh, to me, I, if he's got some growth like that, his immune system is probably lower. That's what I, so there's I killed no telling a big what doe, he got. Killed a big doe, and she had a great huge ball. I mean, I guess it was a tumor. It deflated after I shot the deer. Now, she did nowhere near it. Shot, shot her in the heart, but right there on her chest. I mean, it literally looked like a basketball on her. Hmm. Shot her, went up there to her, and it, it was like it deflated, but you could still feel where it was in there. What's that, like a third long, or if, if right. that makes sense? Right. Anyway. I was on a buddy's place, and he said, don't just throw her out. Mm-hmm. So we just, you know. We, we I probably would there. have. So uh, there was a buck killed up there we was talking about, same piece of property, and uh, one of the boys that went with us killed him, just a little old cold buck. But both back legs were broke. Well, it, I guess it had fever or something up in the legs, and you literally, it's like you were grabbing a baseball bat where his knees and all were back there. Mm. Would that affect the deer to a point or no? Cause you could tell he was he was cut, scabbed up back there, and and with the legs having him issues, is that deer good to eat? Being again, being weird, I probably wouldn't eat him, just because of the infection, potential infection in the meat and the blood. You want the best meat you can get, right? You don't uh, want that's, the that's sickness. Kinda, that was my know? point. I'm like, there's a lot of other deer. Yeah, there's there. plenty I mean, of deer meat part, walking around. Out, you know. Help that deer if it's in bad shape, but yeah, there, there's plenty of deer. Yeah. There was somebody posted a picture the other day. It looked like a buck had gotten shot in the rear end with some buckshot or had gotten I seen that. There was literally buckshot exposure. And like, what happened to this deer? Like, bro, there's a double alt right there hanging in on. In his rear end, yeah. yeah. Like, mm, Yeah, I seen that. Man. No, throw that one out. Sorry. He's got infection in him. I wouldn't eat him. I don't know if you, you can probably cook it out of him, but. I wouldn't. There's too many. There's too many grocery stores around for me to eat a sick deer or damaged deer that's got a an open wound like that, other than a bullet hole. Right. Um, I just I'm kind of weird like that. You'll have that. Yeah, you got that on them big jobs. We uh, ruts picking up. It's turning on, bro. It they is. ain't full swing yet. Nope, but they cruise. Right. I, like, I think it's. Mega freeze or whatever it is we're talking about is probably going to flip the switch for, for this week. In order to have them on their feet, if nothing else. I had one yesterday come in the food plot with me. He was grunting and running every doe in the field out of there. Little, I couldn't tell what he fella, was. I, couldn't tell. I could tell he had, he was probably wide as his ears, and he was taller than his ears. But I couldn't see but maybe like a big fork on each side. It might have been a big four point or something. He wasn't about 75 yards, but he waited till I mean, right at dark. I wouldn't even gray light. It was dark. It was like he'd pick his head up a little bit, and you could be like, okay, I saw a fork, I'm pretty sure, you know. But I let him run all the does on out, and then I heard him cutting loose down through there chasing one. I said, well, it's time to go. Slip on that. Yeah, I don't uh, want to run him out. I let him let him the, leave on his own. These suit just over the years, I've, I've kind of picked up on it. When it gets shirt like freezing, freezing like this, and these deer ain't used to it, it'll shut them down. Sometime. It will. Mm-hmm. 
Like I, it's certain places that if they're moving or they just flat ain't doing nothing. Yep, they will lock down. They don't like snow down here. You'll see deer tracks in the snow, but it's almost like they're ghosts. The last time it snowed, they we scared, were at my scared camp. Of it. They don't yeah. know what's going on. We were at my camp last time it snowed, and we, we you know we slept through the snow. Got up next morning. I you know all night long. I'm constantly looking out that window and looking at the snow falling. I'm like, this is gonna be cool in the morning. That there's deer tracks all the way across the yard, but not a single deer walked by that window where I could see that whole night. I don't know where the deer come from, but we went later that evening hunting. And the deer just, they did not get up and move. There was still snow on the ground, snow covering the food plots. They didn't want nothing to do with it. I think they found them a warm bed, and they laid down in it, and they was like, I ain't moving. Something break his wind off of me. Yeah, they, they didn't care for it. Didn't care for it. Now, you go out west where they're used to it, and they're just. Oh, yeah, totally different. They'll be out there rooting like hogs through the snow trying to find something to eat to get their body temp going. And down here, mm-mm. So now, as far as is native production stuff like that this kind of shuts down the does drinking and all don't it? a lot yeah if it drops the temperatures like what they're talking about whew. it's gonna be a headache oh it's gonna directly <laughs> busiest time i'm glad year. it's up 68 degrees today because that's lord of mercy they could put me out the rest of the daggum year You're selling half bottles <laughs> yeah no, i got dilute, some, dilute I, them down i got some, i got some quarter ounce bottles over here you know uh was it year before no, it was last year. In December, we had that cold snap. I thought it was going to bankrupt me. I was like, good God, come on. Across like 9, 10, 11 deer or so. Well, that whole darn, like, what was 11-day span or something like that? Oh, yeah. It was below freezing. It was freezing. hard to get anything. Yeah, I do remember that. It was hard Ooh, to get I think we got like nine and a half ounces out of a dozen deer mm. across that whole time frame. It's just so cold. They, they eat a little bit, but they just don't drink a lot. When it's cold like that, they don't drink. We put a little radiator heater in the barn in there to kind of raise the temperature up a little bit, make them want to drink a little bit, but it didn't do much. It's hard to do that in a non-insulated barn at that temperature. Right. But the ducks flew good. I didn't have any pee to sell, so I went duck hunting. That's a lot of people trying to say, I don't know about duck hunting. Well, first off. I went swimming. I've limb lined in the junk that's coming. It ain't worth it. I ain't getting no No, I went swimming in December when it was 23 degrees that morning. I tripped over a cypress knee and, uh. I took that 1187 swimming. 1187 ain't nothing but a boat paddle anyway. It's sure, no, it's sure boat paddle. The baddest gun that's ever been. It, it Between that or an 1100. It, it boat paddled me back to the bank, I can tell you that. I, did, I was not letting go. I don't think I could. I think when I hit that water, it was so cold, my, my hands just, like grabbing electricity, they just locked around that gun, and I just started pushing. I went in head first. I would head down, feet up. I was like, oh. <laughs> Push bad, it. Bad I got seat. back up, got back to the bank. It was so cold that morning. I got back to the boat. I sloshed back to the boat once I got on the bank. And I pushed up and I sat down on the boat. Water started pouring out of my my waders onto the front of the uh, front deck of the boat, just like yours. Started pouring, just pouring out of my waders. And it was so cold that before I could get up there and get sit down and let that water drain out, I started on snapping took my wet jacket off. I had a spare jacket, thankfully. Took my wet jacket off. And I went to go push them waders off. They was already stuck to the boat. Probably. It was that cold. They was already stuck to the boat that fast. And I was like, this is going to be a bad ride back to Dead Lake Marina. <laughs> Miserable. Ooh. I've seen pictures of them waders like standing up, be freezing. People mm-hmm. pull them off, get wet and all. And 
you can stand them waders back up, nobody else. I tell you, though, I left the water in the foot part. Once that water got body temp, oh, it was it was just game changer. A little bit better. Oh, yeah, a lot better. It wasn't no dry cold. It was like I was squishing my toes around in there, keeping my toes moving, and that water was warm. Ooh, it, a little help. it helped me. That. It helped me. I don't suggest it, but it helped me. Best thing to do. I've, I've had to do it before. You take and run your hand back there about at your motor where, it, where it's pissing at back there. Yeah, get that, that good warm hot water. water. Yes, sir. I've done that a many a time. Yeah, you could do that. That's what I should have done. I should have filled my waders up with that warm water. But all right, so all right, boys, let's a, go back. Feeling, let's get back to the boat ramp. I'm about to stiff. But no, we got back out there and it was cold. But yeah, I went swimming that morning. I tell you, it's been a good year down here, duck hunting, cuz people are working on them. Are they? Yes, sir. I ain't even paid no money. They to have it. been working on the. It's it's pretty good mixed bags. I mean, yeah, it's majority wood ducks. People's getting a lot of teal. Hmm. I hadn't even. I ain't been this year. I ain't had time to go this year. This is probably the busiest year I have had in five years on Deer Peak. Good. The busiest. I mean, nonstop. I'm taking trips to Tuscaloosa, making the. I'm making a route up Highway 17 all the way to Tuscaloosa, Northport, and all across to Birmingham, Trustville, and then dropping back South 65 about once every three weeks. It's a good loop. I'm sorry. I said every three weeks. Once about every two weeks, I'm doing that. I'm shipping in between. Right. Because I can't make that run. How many orders you got a box when you get home? Mm, I think it was 58 that I printed off a while ago. Oh. I've had 190, I think it's 192 orders. What's today? The 15th. So on 15th day, I've had 192 orders, I think it is. Plus my dealers, like you. And I forgot, your, I, I forgot yeah. your P again when I come up here. You know, I talked about like I was a lesser appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm it, trying. I got so much stuff that I do though, man. Like I had to I had to stop and help work a wreck on the way here. I understand. Wasn't even expecting it. Just somebody decided to pull out in front of another car and let me uh let me uh, give y'all an update. On the fire department, so I had to stop and help. Let me give y'all an update on what happened last time me and Zach recorded a episode up here. We've got like fifteen bank, by the way, that we're fitting to release. Uh, yeah. so just be be on the standby. We're finna start dipping them out one, maybe uh, probably two a week, try to start getting them out there. But my man has got a new formula of seduction that we are <laughs> testing us uh, <laughs> wonderful pro staff members that are so cared about. Well, it's uh, it's pretty cool stuff. The way it is, it's like a, it's almost like Vaseline. <laughs> kind of the same it's, texture. It's very like a texture of a Vaseline, stuff like that. Where it smells like death. Um. <laughs> Two different formulas. I'm going to try this. Tell me how it, that other fella ain't picked his stuff up that was supposed to try I it. told him and it was up here. I, I'm going to use it because it freaking works. Mm. I just, just tell him don't worry about it. Curtis, Curtis mostly told me today, he said, you better go either put that in a smaller jug or you better triple your price. He said, because I don't. He said, I've got this whole club smelling like dough booty hole. I do. It's, and, it is. And I ain't even made it to a half a jar yet. Because it's bad. He said, I got every tree on 1,200 acres daubed, and I ain't even broke a half a, half a can yet. It's it's some good stuff. But anyway, we taking it out, trying it. Okay, whatever. My brother was up here, and we was doing all this. He left. Well, so that just kind of eases out. Like, okay, that's weird. Talking to me from his truck. I, I guess he's in a hurry. You know, and bad kids he's raising and stuff like that. Yeah. He's on out, Zach. That's fine. I walk around in my truck to open my door, and it's slick. Everything goes <laughs> slick on my left hand. 
like Garrett has done, put some kind of jelly on my doggone door handle. Well, I go to grab it again. The other side of the door handle's got it too. So now my whole hand is coated in what I think is, I guess, Vaseline or jelly from Hardee's or something. I forget the test product is in here. It gets a foot from my face and I dry heave. Because <laughs> I forgot all about that. I didn't. I still ain't. I still haven't forgot. I chased Zach to Highway 45. But my exact text was. Payback will be what some call too far. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be bad. My next text was going to be, where does your kids go to school? <laughs> I, I, I said, man, I have police up here trying to get me from bomb threats and junk. I took it. I was showing y'all how to use it, and I daubed it on them little limbs I broke off in your flower bed out there. And I went out there to throw them on the ground, and I thought about it real quick, and I was like, there's oh, a truck. There's oh, a truck. No. There's a oh, truck. It's, it's There's good. a truck handle. That's better than any anesthesia truck handle prank I've ever had pulled on me. I, I had guys put anesthesia under my handle on my own. I would have rather anesthesia been on it. No. I'd rather been snot been no. on that, to be honest. No. Because I drove home. <laughs> it was freezing. My hand was out the window. <laughs> done everything one-handed then my nose started itching and i'm trying to drive and turn at the same time ain't that the worst drink. you get some oh, deer pee dude. on your hand and then you're like oh oh god no i just wiped my nose with it and then you smell that for the rest of the night the afternoon yeah that's horrible that was a good one though i got you on that uh, one. you got i mean i i give credit where it's due now it's that was a really good one I'm gonna have to but i'm just telling you don't it. when it when it Comes back around, don't be mad. That's, <laughs> that's just all I got to say. I just won't. don't be mad. I'm a very equal opportunity uh, employer, prankster. <laughs> like there, nobody gets a fair pass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna screw with everybody, and it's all gonna be the same. It ain't nothing hateful out of it. I just, I enjoy it. I think I get it from all them old folks I used to hang around with at the hunting camp. They would always prank you. Like, they'd, they'd see your apple in the truck seat, and they'd go over and they'd cut them a slice out of it and lay it back down in the seat, and you get over and you're like, who been in my apple? The and then they'd be standing over eating it, looking at you, whittling on a piece of cedar, like, man, that's a good piece of apple. I'm like, Why? The worst I ever done, a boy. We uh, My buddy Brandon Baird hunts with me. I had a, uh, a muzzleloader hunt in Kentucky. Well, we was I just never shot a muzzleloader, brand new to it, bought a muzzleloader, bought a scope. You know, well, I don't like bar and jump, doing all my stuff. Right. Anyway, he's petrified of snakes. Like, it's it's just, it's bad. Like I am a spider. Well, uh, I kill a black snake five minutes before he gets in the driveway, and it hit me. Put that snake in that bucket. Had a little five-gallon bucket with a corn <laughs> bag in it and duct tape and all that. Well, I pulled all the duct tape. I had to duct tape, tack up the papers and stuff like that. We were shooting that, sighting in and all that. Remove that from the equation. Put the snake in there. Put the corn sack on top of it. I wish I'd have been recording. It'd be on America's Funniest Home Video. I said, uh, they put, man, what you need? I said, hey, cuz, I forgot that dang duct tape in the bottom of that bucket. So if you will, grab it. Uh, All right, cuz, he just picks uh, up looking at We had steady in conversation. I'm in the zone. Because I know one of two things that happen. <laughs> I'm finna have to call an ambulance or I'm fitting to run for my absolute life. Yeah. There's no in-between. Man had a pistol on the side. <laughs> he reaches in and I, I see him, see me see him <laughs> grin. <laughs> yeah. Man, what's funny? As he's saying that, 
He's got a full hand of snake. Oh, no. Cuz. Mm. I ain't never heard a Christian cuss the way the man cussed me. <laughs> it it was awesome. But he still, he told me the same thing. Payback will not be fair. It's yet to happen, but an interest is building on it. So I stayed oh, looking. Oh, Lord of mercy. He's probably waiting for the day I forget all that mess. Probably. And probably like put spiders probably. in my house. I don't know. But. I got a guy one time. We used to hunt up in Millery a little bit and hang out with some uh, captains down out of Orange Beach. One of them was my, uh, I guess you'd call him father-in-law there at one time. But we was up in Barlow, up just south of Millery there, and I had killed a rattlesnake. I don't even remember where I killed that thing. I think I killed it on the road, headed up there, and I threw it in the back of the truck. Anyway, I had a rattlesnake. And Harold McMillan was up there, and he come out the, out the double wide there, out the front yard, and he was talking on the phone, just yapping, 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 talking to somebody. And I looked at Larry McMillan, his brother, and I said, I got a rattlesnake in the back of the truck. He goes, no, you don't. And I was like, yeah, I do. He's <laughs> like, go put it over there where you can find it. So I run over there, and I grab that rattlesnake out the back of the truck, and I run over there, and I'm watching him. He ain't paying no attention. Boom, he goes in the house yapping on the phone. Let me get my whatever. He goes in the house, and I knew he was coming back. Then I went over there, and I laid that rattlesnake, stretched it out long ways, right at the bottom step, coming off that porch. He comes right off that porch, steps right over it, don't even pay it no mind, goes out in the yard talking. About the time he gets off the phone, he starts walking back, and he's looking down at his phone. And then he looks at the bottom step to take a step. <laughs> I ain't never seen someone cut a rug like that before. I, he threw his phone. He threw whatever else he had in his hand. He's over there like running in place trying to get away from this thing. Oh, it was like a cartoon. It was the funniest thing I ever done with a dead snake. I'm glad to get folks. We killed a timber rattler planting food plots one time. And uh, shot his head off. 45, shot his head off. He can't bite you without a head, right? He can still motion like he can. Oh, yes, he can. Them nerves in that rig, they, they, they last, don't play. They last forever. I threw it in the back of the truck. We we done it that morning. Threw it in the back of the truck. I didn't think nothing else about it. We were planting, throwing fertilized sacks, feed sacks, and all that mess in the back of the truck. We finally get back to the house. It's right about dark. I go to unload all them feed sacks, put them in the drum. And I don't, I'm not looking. I'm just reaching over in a truck, grabbing them. By that time, something hits me in my forearm. No ma'am. And I knew exactly what it was. It was the meaty skin from where that head was attached. That meaty skin that reached up and struck me in my forearm. This is like six, seven hours later. That thing reached up and struck me in my forearm without a head. It's crazy how that height knew <laughs> you were still that And where to hit. Mm -mm. You know, Momo you went to church. <laughs> Momo always said cane break had the devil in them. I, I, I believe I, it. I believe it. She always said they got the devil in them. I, I learned it that day. That sucker was still very, very much alive. I killed one in turkey season this past year. Me and uh, Carl Jr., he's a big turkey hunter from down here, called Carl Ralph. And uh, we went up there and worked a turkey, struck him up like right at 12 o'clock. Oh, that's a, you know, don't they always say you strike a bird up after lunch, he's a dead bird. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Still was with a group of hens. We worked a bird for an hour. He moves, we move with him. Well, uh, we finally got within 100 yards of him in some kind of tight pines. I said, oh, we're going to sit here. 
me and him was kind of talking. Well, I grabbed a tree, fitting to sit down, and he snatches my dog on turkey vest. Boy, get back right there. Look at that rattlesnake. Right where I was fitting to sit down because a big freaking cane break. Mm-hmm. Because my heart dropped. And it, it was cool that day. And I, that's what I didn't understand. You know, normally yeah. the mornings is cool. It's just the almighty, I guess, the reason yeah. that rig didn't light me up. Because I just had on the, the old hook, you know, camp shoes, just angle right. shoes. So it had been straight. Straight meat. Route. Oh, anyway, yeah. I took a uh, took a big lighter knot, and I, I got the video on my phone. I can show you we get done with this. But I hit that song, and I'm pow. That turkey was gobbling. Every time I'd hit him and he'd rattle. Man. Said, oh, my goodness. I said, well, finally, I killed him. We took a couple like pictures. Like TK and Mike just keep hitting him. <laughs> Turkey's still right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most selfish thing I've ever seen. That's the most inconsiderate thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, I'm like, all right, he's dead. Let's kill the bird. He's obviously fired up. He's, gob- he's gobbling at a rattlesnake. No, we're going back to Citrus now. Why? Snake's dead now. Nope. We going back to sit. Okay. <laughs> no more questions. Let's go. So Yeah. But my wife walked up on a diamondback in like December with frost on the ground. Going to a shooting house one time. She just walked down through the woods. She was like, I heard something move and I looked and it was just coiled up like right to beside the road. Laying in a little bit spot of sun that was shining through the trees. I was like, Yo, could you imagine if you hadn't seen that rig? Ain't a bitchy. Ooh. Because that's a big old hill she was down at the bottom of. Just to walk back up, it's your blood pressure goes so high and you, your blood's pumping, you're out of air. Good Lord, I know the hill she was under. If she'd have got bit down there and she'd have had to try to walk it back to the truck, through her oh, it would have went right, I mean, straight through her. That's the only downside about hunting hills and stuff like that. If you get bit after you climbing or running or whatever, mm-hmm. No, you in a bind. I've always heard, them old timers I used to hunt with back when I was little said, for every one you kill, I want to say it was eight or ten that you've stepped over oh yeah and and i, I believe that to be fairly mm-hmm. I, I watch the ground a lot lot more than i used to yep but it you know i, I do we, we killed a bunch of them like that just almost step on them in squirrel season big timber rattlers and we'd be going in to feed deer up in bow season and we'd go in road clear and we'd come turn right back around we you know walk 40 yards around the corner pour the feed out come back 40 yards and there's a Rattlesnake across the road just stretched out waiting on you to come back almost. I tell you, the ones that... They say them feeders is a rattlesnake trap. Are you serious? What I have heard, the same things will lay around those feeders waiting on squirrels and stuff to come up here and get corn. We took a picture of a big one uh, in both season. I mean, a man. I bet you he's six, six and a half foot snake. Mm. Giant. I got. I'll show you. We'll put, I may post it for our uh, page talking about this episode. But he's full grown. That's what we need to get Mike Casper on here to talk about snakes one day. I watched Casper a few times, and you know he is super it, knowledgeable on those things. Oh, I'm talking about the movie. No, not Casper the Ghost. Mike Casper. He's we a got off on he's a he's a snake man down here. You got a question on a snake? You could show that you could show that man one scale zoomed in one scale. He tell you what kind of snake it is. I tell you the ones that hide the best. Is them ones whenever that river swamp's flooded and you're running limb lines? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. at night time and you look, and that's just a vine. No, it ain't. Everybody yeah. almost evacuates the boat. Yep. Yeah. I'd almost rather run into a hornet nest than a, a snake in a tree. 
I was always more worried about him falling in my boat and not being able to get out of the boat face. Uh, that's, that's the thing. It's his boat at that point. Oh, for, yeah. for most people. I mean, if, <laughs> if I can make out pretty quick, he ain't a cottonmouth. We yeah. can handle it. But nine yeah. times out of ten there, it is a cottonmouth. Yep. I'm sure it would. Do cottonmouths outnumber banded water snakes? I don't think so. Let's get that Casper fellow. That'd be a really good, really good podcast. I know you see all the time snake more, IDs. What's this snake? What is this? What I is know this? you see more people post pictures of like banded snakes, just water snakes, and oh, not that are me. not moccasin. How did we get off on snakes? Well, I guess you started it with your snake story. Snakes, I don't, I don't care for them too much. I leave them at their own. If I see him out in the woods and he's going on his way, he I needs let to him die. go. No, I let absolutely. Him go. If he's got a forked tongue, he's evil. Kill him. I kind of see their place in it, though. And where? Hell. Keeping keeping the rat population down and spreading diseases. We got a lot of hawks. A lot of hawks. A lot of owls. Love an owl. <laughs> yeah, we They're do. They're protected. Yeah, they are. You know, rattlesnakes are, like, almost endangered down there. Like, what's backs. the legality on killing it? Uh, is it illegal to kill a rattlesnake? I don't think so. I don't know. You know, they say that, like, Citronelle right here is, like, the imaginary boundary for copperheads north and south. You can find a copperhead as far north as, like, Ohio, but you won't find them any further south than Citronelle. Hmm. It's weird. I can probably find you one in Sarah Land, I'm sure. Mm, they said they had never found one. Now, I know that's true for uh, for your timber rattlers. I've killed timber rattlers down there. And diamondback. That's the thing. I've never never killed a diamondback east of the Big B. East of the Big B. I bet you they, I bet you they kill them all the time over in Monroeville. Right in cotton fields like and in peanut that, fields. In that Y that floods there. You probably won't find them in flood zones. I, I mean, pretty much like Clark County. But I know the timber rattlers are there. Never right. seen a diamondback. And that's just me. I mean, I know none of this is like factual. We just talking stuff that we You know, they say they got timber rattlers in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes. I'd have never figured a snake would make it up there in that kind of temperature. Go to uh, Sugar Land. They got all the little, the mounts in there of the animals that's in the uh, Smoky Mountains and really? stuff like that. Yeah. They got all of them. It's all kind of snakes up there. I never we done, figured. We done a hike uh North Carolina. And on a ridge, there was a freaking giant curled up up there. Like all kind of people was taking pictures, pointing at it. It was a freaking huge timber rattle. Really? Yep. Can't break. <laughs> it's like alligators. Didn't they find an alligator in uh, Tennessee River a couple years ago? I think so. I think I read an article. Oh, boy, been cold a long time, but I believe, I yeah. believe it. Wow. I mean, man, you got to think. They up there in Arkansas where it's freaking freezing on them duck hunts and junk like that. Yeah. Which big, Arkansas ain't too far from Louisiana and Mississippi River, though. It's easy to travel that Mississippi River in the summer. Who you think? Him going up, which that side would be, I don't know. We got plenty of waterway for him to travel. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many lock dams are up to Mississippi between Arkansas and Louisiana, mouth of it, Louisiana. How many lock dams versus Alabama, where Alabama River, Claiborne, Coffeyville, all them lock dams up through there. That means that gator got to get out. You know, walk around every single one of them just to get to Tennessee. He may float with it. He'd have to get in there while his gates is open. I believe it. Oh, think about why all these alligators, you see them getting in beaver ponds, stuff like that. You know these old men kill them out, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, it's, it just happens. There's no way around that. Legal or not, you don't want that around your kids or whatever. So some, right. These old men will go in there and kill them alligators. How do they replenish? Mm-hmm. 
I believe. I don't I know. Think, I'd like to I find think out. I think in juvenile water. Well, that and I've never thought about hunting alligators with the wind until this year. I had some guys that, that kill a lot of alligators. We was talking. You know, we took on a bunch of tags, but they smell people like deer do. Mm-hmm. Never crossed my mind. Gives me a whole nother uh, game plan perspective and all for next year. I'll be pure playing hunt stand hunting gators. So yeah, but man, yeah, I, I've never you thought know, about that's that. something I would have never even took took into effect. Being you, you already kind of got a cheat code with flashlight and their eyeballs on top of the water. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. yeah, they're on top of the water, but they got to explain why smelling. some gators you get dead on top of, and then some of them, same ones you get on top of, coming from a different angle, and they just down. Mm-hmm. I believe the Almighty made it to where humans do not smell good to animals, period. Probably. They are very aware of the dangers. Yep. That That's kind of like deer, too, though. So you got some folks that can sit around a campfire and smoke their clothes out with a campfire and go in the woods and kill deer with wind downwind, blowing downwind of them. Then you got some folks that can drive down the highway and Somebody's burning leaves in the yard and they gets in their truck and their clothes smell a little smoky. The truck smells smoky. And the deer blow them out. I think it depends on whether or not your deer have associated danger or the animal in general has associated danger with that smell. Right. And that's kind of like people talk about, you know, I just pee in my mox crepes. I just walk up, kick dirt back, pee in it. Okay, cool. But the day those deer start associating that smell, like they smell urine all the time. They know what urine is coyote lure or coyote urine, hog urine, coon urine, fox urine, bobcat urine. They know the difference in all of those urines. You ever seen a coyote pee in a grass patch and then deer come in and they're like, whew, I know he's here somewhere. They'll spook on it. I've watched it. Coyote didn't stop and lay around or take a hockey. He just walked in, peed, and kept going, peed on a tree and walked on out. The deer are super uncomfortable with it. But I think it's because they've associated that smell with danger. Just like they associate feeds with danger. Oh, God. Soybean, roasted soybean and rice bran does not grow in the forest. Corn doesn't grow in the forest. Absolutely. Protein pellets don't grow in the forest. But they learn to associate those smells with food source, and that's what they come to eat is when they smell it, they know, oh, there's some food over there. It's all in that association of smell. Kind of like Sigmund Freud, his psychological experiment with a dog. He'd get the dog to slobber with just ringing a bell. He would increase the salivation of that animal with the idea of noise associated with food. He'd feed the dog and he'd ring a bell. or I'm sorry, he'd ring a bell and feed the dog. He'd ring a bell, feed the dog. He'd ring a bell and he'd feed the dog. And he would he would research how much that dog would would slobber. And then he went to he'd ring a bell, and the dog would start slobbering, expecting food. I think uh, I think I got what they call FOMO, the fear of missing out. Think you got it? I think I got because he's talking about like the feeds in the middle of the woods, mm-hmm. under a bunch of oak trees and stuff. You already got all the makings and everything right mm-hmm. there. I've preached, you've preached, go sit the woods in the transition areas. We're mm-hmm. talking about South Alabama too now, where it's thick as all get out. Go sit there, 
catch the deer in daylight on the way to the patch. But you know, mm -hmm. two times of the year, you do see that buck in daylight in your patch, some random behind day. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a lot of people's problem is they think oh, that's the day to sit to patch. He's coming. You don't have to put in that extra work and get down in the bushes and make his noise. And I, deer lay all over the place. They do. Dude, I bumped so many deer trying to hunt that way and spook them. And mm -hmm. Garrett grunted last week. He grunted a deer up. That big 11 point I was hunting up the road. Grunted him two evenings in a row. Second evening, the deer seen him. Deer's been MIA for like three weeks. Yep. Or, or, or two weeks, yeah. Two Good weeks. luck grunting him again. About, about like uh, a turkey. That's, that's what I, said. I mean, he had everything. He had seduction out, war party out, and that's the, he come on a string. He had him like 50 yards and couldn't find his crosshair. They done got that dark. He was in the woods doing exactly what I've been preaching to do to him. Like, man, get away from him grass patches. Go in there and mm -hmm. wide open. He said, all right, I'll do it. Grunted, grunted, nothing. He said he bleated and grunted. And on that grunt, he heard the deer get up. And coming down a hill, so you see his horns plain as day, couldn't see his body. Deer got in the bottom and went to walking to get up wind of him. So I just started walking with him. He said, he's way down there, 80 foot in that bottom. Yeah. Said he'd heard the deer, he grunt, deer grunt back. He grunt, deer grunt back. He said, and finally, he got to a point where the deer had to come up the ridge if he was going to see what he was doing. Wind was good. Come up and just flat couldn't see couldn't see the deer. Mm. Well, you yapping a turkey dark. up. You yapping a turkey up me, so you do good luck calling him back to you. Man, I have so many people come in here and bull crap and talk about, uh, I'll go call them turkeys up and just spook them off, make it harder. Why? Shoot him. Stop being, it's easy. I think they full of, they full are. of crap. They just getting busted, not paying no attention. Yeah, I, just, I call him up, try to make it harder on me. Harder on the next man. Shut up. <laughs> turkey breast is delicious. You, you hush. Go find another bird. Them turkey titties is fine. Oh, cuz. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the fried turkey titty is good. Yes, I'm a fan. Yep. I like it. I hey, don't shoot them anymore, but I like it. We just done the Hope Outdoors hunt. Yep, yeah, I did. Yeah, Friday and Saturday. You got, man, a, killed, got you a doe? We killed, yeah, killed a, killed a doe the first evening. Um, morning hunt was a zero. They don't uh, really do a lot of moving in the morning. It's down just here. It's certain. Well, I'm like, yeah, I, I like to hunt the woods, just open woods, traveling, yep. trying Cut to Cut over, something like yeah. that. For wheelchair hunts and stuff, you're limited to, to where you can get right. for driving and pushing in. So you're kind of right. limited to roads and patches and all. So it, it didn't hit on much. But the evening hunt took uh, Quentin again. We took him back, same piece of property, different blind, and two yearlings come out and. Kind of called the dogs off. He was ready, but it, man, they they lost their spots a day a day before we seen them. So he got him one night. I saw. Yeah, yeah, he killed one man. It was awesome. I videoed it. It was it got was him a legal cool. deer. He's <laughs> in good shape. <laughs> Let me tell you this. So the head man for all the Hope Outdoors is there, Mister Opie, I believe was was his name. I'm filming. He's filming. Kind of had a mix up on who was going where. Both of us are filming this hunt. Like, all right, whatever. Well. As we're in the blind is when I find out he's the head man. I figure he's just a camera guy they sent. <laughs> well, I said, well, I'm going to mess with this fella. I said, uh, man, y'all ever do any, like, Hope Outdoors fishing tournaments or anything? Like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, we got a chapter in Missouri. They do all kind of crappie tournaments. Or not tournament, but like crappie trips, stuff right. like that. They're dedicated. But, man, that is awesome. What about telephoning? <laughs> just as serious as I could be. I said, man, <laughs> I said if, uh, if Keith calls you and tells you, you know, we got some people wanting to shock these catfish and junk like that. Are you okay with it? Well, that get us out of tickets and junk. I mean, man, it's fun. 
Not that I've done it. I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to mess with him. Cause he looked at me and he thought I was being dead serious. And I said, "Man, I'm just messing with you." Cause he then he he lightened up. He's super super cool. But he thought I was serious for me. He went to laughing. I said, "Yeah, don't do fishing tournaments down here." <laughs> I said, "Don't just you know cancel that out. Let's Dang. just shoot does and yearlings and call it good." Yeah, you could probably do hog hunts and stuff too, though. Oh God, yeah. You, it's but easy I do to bait that, them pigs that, up. That whole organization off the chain. That's probably I – mean, it was my first one ever last year as a guide. Ever being a part of it, I got to start in as a guide, was a guide this right. year. See, I didn't know that they uh, – there was two separate chapters to it. There's a Chatham one and a Citronelle chapter. Yeah, he invited me to film this weekend for Chatham. I may go up there and do a little, little I, videography I sponsored them 600 bucks. I sponsored two of the uh, resident hunters and one non-resident. It was like 150 bucks a resident and 300 for a non. I, I was like, I'll send y'all 600 bucks Dude, for it. It is the most humbling take some experience folks as a hunter that you can do. If you've never done it and you've got a heart to serve – you need to do it. I'm telling you, it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. As far as far as a, being a hunter, I mean, like it's it's one of the most. I ain't gonna call it selfless, but you you need to see the joy in those people that don't have it as good as you. Right. You'll you'll be a lot more appreciative of the things that you got, the blessings that we have that others don't. Yeah. You you really start to appreciate. Yep, I believe that one hundred percent. And that's thing when that. When Mr. Will killed a deer last year and Quentin killed a deer this year, I've been happier than them every time. I mean, there, there's just no way that, that they were happier than I was. The joy that that brings, Cuz, is is awesome. Yeah. So that I'll would be, always, that would be that would be a fun fun hunt. Yeah, I'll always support that any way I can. Yep. I told uh, Keith that I would probably uh, sponsor a couple people next year for the Citronelle chapter. I didn't know there was two of them. I thought it was just one. It's two. You know, I was shaking babies and kissing hands and all that, doing all my, my politicking and everything. Yeah. You know, I'm running for mayor of the hunting world. Did you sign the baby's foreheads? Uh, you see, shake them see, enough. See, There's yeah. no need in signing foreheads. <laughs> also, <laughs> it's, it's in my vocabulary. I love, 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 love people. Right. Especially disabled people. I just, I got a soft spot in my heart. Me too. I got a bad, I say retard a lot. They got on me. <laughs> I <I'm> said, <laughs> nobody there was, right. was, you know, had a disabled in that way. Right. Oh, good. You know, I, I don't I don't know how to wear what I'm finna say, but they did get on to me about saying that knowing. I'm just talking about people being dumb. Right. Is that right. should be the definition for that word, but it'll right. make you watch what you say. I told Opie as I'm filming the blind, like our crew, and I'm like, you know, you look really retarded. Me sitting there filming you, film me, film us, and you know, just kept swinging around. Never thought nothing about it. Oh, he was like, he will never let me get near him again. But <laughs> it worked out good. He invited me to come film again. So I oh, may, I may be a cameraman in the works. We'll see. Yeah, I'll be there. You'll be, you'll be filming some new build dance commercials and TV shows out there on that, that river. I want to get back. Stuff has got too elite. That's I the way so. I put There's it. no comedy Things left. Have, There's no humor no, left in the, the industry. And the comedy that these people do have are so cringy. Yeah. It's not for normal people, dude. I don't know. It make it hurts me to know people are loving this cringy stuff because it makes me feel weird. Now I'm like, I'm the minority. Right. At what I believe is normal. Right. So I don't, which they believe they're normal too, so I, I don't know. 
Yep. Some of it has gotten kind of out there. I've watched some of them on, on these reels, and I'm just like, I can see where it could take place. I see where it, you know, might have, you know, standing, but a lot true, of it is kind of cringy. True comedy was TK and Mike. None of it was cringy. Oh. All of it was true. Yeah. <laughs> that was pure. <laughs> that should have been true. their marketing. Not cringy. All true. All, literally, <laughs> it was. I can stand behind that. Yeah. Yep. Just good, solid, good old boy humor. <laughs> but see, you don't have that type of camaraderie in no, the, it's, it's in all the woods now. anymore. Yeah, it's all a competition. Yeah, it's everybody is out for everybody these days, it seems. Even a club. Clubs used to would be, which we've talked about this before, you know, you had your dog hunting clubs. It didn't matter who ran, who who that deer ran out in front of. You shot him in front of the dogs. Man, that's a fine one. I saw him, but I couldn't get a shot on him. Today, bro, why'd you kill my deer? And they took one picture of him all year. On a camera at 12 at night, walking past a corn pile that they didn't tell nobody they had out. Used to, everybody pitched in for the one big corn pile in the middle of the property. And turn loose on it. And turn loose dogs on the middle of the property. That's the thing. Your dog hunters hunt as a group, as a team. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to brag on your pack of dogs, stuff like that. That's what's fun. That's your competent man. My pack's better. This is it. Right. I That's where the camaraderie is at. Exactly. It builds a bond. The crap we're getting to now, cause it's is, just is, pure jealousy. I don't be hunting over here on my zone. This is my zone, and oh, that's that's your zone. You go hunt that zone, and then you got these guys that are, you know, been in the club for about six or seven years. Like, well, this is my spot I've had for six or seven years. Like, we all paying the same money, right? We all paying the same money. We all paying for the feed. We all paying for the seed. We all paying for the fertilizer. Why the heck can't I go hunt where I want to go hunt according to the wind and the weather and the deer activity if I'm the first one there? I agree. You ain't. I'm on your team. Cause I, agree. I don't get it. That's why. That's my number one reason why I cannot stand a hunting club. Uh, after we just Can't had some junk it. go down with that place we got in Thomasville, and I, for I will not be in a place if my name or or a good buddy's name is not on the lease anymore. I just I I'm done with clubs. Period. I won't do it. Unless I, don't I can like just it. get in and buy some, you know, turkey rights somewhere or something. But really, that's not right. a. You have very. You know, way less turkey hunters you deal with than deer hunters. Right. I'm. I'm a. I come from a very sharing hunting family. I'm the like, same way. If I it, feel it, your it, feeder it, for you, you'll feel it for me next yeah. time. I get you some batteries. You buy me lunch. We get breakfast. That's I don't the care way who, I do yeah, stuff. I don't care cause. who kills deer as long as neighbor don't. That's I hunt mean. as a team, man. Yeah. I'm the same. Like, man, as long as I know you, I hope you kill a deer if nobody else does or something. Yeah. If I don't, I'd rather see you. I, and which I truly mean that now, when I say that. If the neighbor does shoot the deer, I'm still going to be like, man, that's a fine one. I've seen him. Oh, but man, I, I'm not going to Man, that thing, whoo, he's you fine. You beat me to him. Congratulations. Yeah, but I still want him first. Oh, yeah. God, <laughs> man. Golly, I'm sick. You know, I'm going to be sick, but yeah. I'm not pissed at you. Like, I don't no. hate you for uh-uh. killing a deer. I don't hate you. I'm that not you fix- killed on your land. Yeah, I'm not fixing to go add another barbed wire, strand of barbed wire to my fence or property line because you should. Because you shot a deer that I had been trying to get for three or four weeks, and he 
He won't come out in daylight on me, but he walks out in your food plot at 2.15 in the afternoon, and you bust him and pile him up. Like, okay. I mean, that's what the deer wanted to do. I, I have no, you have no control over that deer. Why would anyone get mad about it? I hear it all the time. People call me, customers call me all the time talking about it. Like, man, I'm in this hunting club, and I've got to do something because I got these guys that keep, you know, they're out feeding me, and they're, they, every time I try to get into the spot that I know I've got a good deer on camera and someone's already beat me to it and I'm trying to cut them off in the middle and I need something that'll pull them in there. I'm like, well, I ain't got no magic sauce. Sounds to me like you just might need another club. It's 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 a lot. I hear it. I hear it daily. Uh, I, we was just part of it this way. Some, some bad stuff went down over absolute. I think people with a little bit deeper pockets than we got kind of wanted in our place yeah. up the road and that uh screwed me daddy ethan andrews got to hunt three times this year the way at the end of season they kicked him out <laughs> bro you ain't even been oh uh, it's yeah i called a man out the woods i found where he was signed out at i had that turtle box strapped down on the front of that four-wheeler blaring oh hey one of them i said you're gonna talk to me before we leave here yeah much louder fashion and it did not sound like i went to church <laughs> Yeah, you you got that. You have people talking. Yeah, they'll walk oh. through the woods. They know you want to hunt in an area. You know you've been talking to folks. You're like, yeah, I think I might slide back down here in this spot this afternoon. I, I think I about got him got him zoned in. You know, I think I about got it got him figured out. And you get ready to go down there, like, okay, well I'm gonna go check a camera real quick. And then, oh man, I walked all through there. I ain't seen no sign or nothing. What you mean you walked through there? I just told you I was going to go down there and hunt. Like, I, I hear stuff all the time. They'll get out. People will take a month off of work at the end of the year and spend the whole month, seven days a week, up there running and ripping. There won't be a road up there, a four-wheeler, a golf cart hadn't been down. And you go up there after a month, it should have been here or there hunting. You go up there, it should be very low pressure. Good weekend to hunt. And you might see a doe. Some of these folks are spending two, three thousand dollars a piece to get in these clubs, and it's just—I think the money has, has has made it bad. I think the jealousy has made it bad. I I don't think the camaraderie is there that it used to be used to. Folks right. would all meet up. They'd have, you know, they 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 they'd get together. They'd eat breakfast, or they'd sit around on tailgate waiting on daylight, trying to figure out where everybody's gonna hunt. Be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go over here. Why don't you go over here and corner him up?" One of us ought to see him this morning. You know. Now it's like I don't know where I'm going, and you wait till they leave, and then you go sign out in the box. Yeah, you know, I say, uh, "Money's the root of all evil." There's that saying about that. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that hunting jealousy, hundred percent, comes from money because of people putting this feed out. People paying this membership, people feeding these dogs, people buying this tree stand, people buying this and buying this. In all honesty, every club I've been in, I have never, ever, ever, ever been outfed. Ever. Never. Yeah. Don't, I, I may be now, because right. it'll be family only, whatever I'm doing or everybody, like me and you or something like that. I've never been outfed, and people will come in pay a membership and act like they've got every dime invested in that place mm -hmm. and just be pissed if anybody gets near where they think a good deer is at. It don't make no sense. Right. 
dude, let's have a good time. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. If the club kills a deer, we all... That's it. Yeah. Take a picture of them and say, man, we killed this on my place. Yep. Yeah, it yep. ain't my deer, but, you know, we, we killed this. Me, I, we've killed more deer tag team and stuff. Mm-hmm. You sit this ridge, I sit this ridge. Somebody's going to see a buck. Right. Sit this patch, I'll sit the branch below it. You know, that way you kill your FOMO. You either, yeah, he's either coming to the patch or that's normally where I stick Garrett just in case. I stick my little brother at, yeah, you, you hold here. I'm ease on a straight line down here. Yeah. And on it. <laughs> you just hold what you got. But, yeah. yeah. Get it, get off the beaten path and hunt. Yep. People, that, that jealousy is sure enough, sure enough gets to it for sure. We'll make that a whole, a whole episode out yeah. of that one. We can I do think a series on that one. I think this one went pretty good. We talked about it, covered a lot of ground, different ground. Oh, it was just one of them skin and shed conversations. Now we gotta we gotta get something too clean. I well, I know I got something I got to grind, but I gotta grind I got one in the cooler still I need to grind up, but I think uh, this is about it right here. You wanna wrap it up and we'll call it I don't even know what episode this is, twenty, thirty, forty. It so. released, it'll be two. But it'll be two released. Anyway. But right. yeah, we got a bunch coming in for you. We got a we got a bunch of them. We gotta kinda roll in as season gets ready to go. In the in the in the year, you know, starts picking on up throughout the twenty twenty four and we'll get those released as they become available. We'll catch y'all the next time on the skinny shed.